Greetings, salutations, hello from near and far. Welcome to Are Your Parents Proud of You, the podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Schufreiner. Today's guest is actor and filmmaker Kelsey Doherty. Very excited to talk to her. Here we go. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. Well, I feel like we, we've known each other, uh, what, over a year now? It feels like. Yes. <laughs> that was a hard question to start off. It's, no, it's easy because I met you in a January, so it's really easy math to do. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We, I mean, we can talk about the story now. So we were part of Zooming the Movies, this whole community fan reading group where actors come together and do film reads. And we both met because we both wanted to do the same reading of the movie Inside Out. But and you can help just pick up any details. Like it's <laughs> like I told one producer, and then you told the other producer, and none mm. of, and no one really got across to each other that two people wanted to do it. Right. It was. It was a much. It was a simpler time before they had um, their nice calendar they have now. Right. <laughs> So but much it's just like, um, hey, can you find me a day, please? Yeah, right. And then, so and so that whole that whole debacle happened, and then eventually one of them just put us in the group chat, and they were he was like, all right, you two go at it, just you figure it out. <laughs> and I, we were both like, just want to work together, and uh, and the rest is history. I mean, I had a good time doing it; it was pretty simple. Yeah, it would have been my first solo producing one. And so I was kind of like, this is okay. I'm okay maybe uh, <laughs> having somebody else to blame right. if something goes wrong. And that was going to be my first solo one too. But because I just came off of a co-produced um, one and thought, I can do this all by myself, right? And then, of course, you just had to come on in and just say, nope. Well, at least we weren't fighting over roles. No, we were, I mean, we were very <laughs> chill of like, hey, you want to do this? I was like, yeah. Well, not only that, I wasn't even supposed to act in it. I was just supposed to narrate that, remember? Yeah. Then, and then we found out like the day of the actor who we, I emailed and thought he could do it. And they said yes. And the number they gave me wasn't the real number. So I stepped in, stepped in at the last minute and, uh, yeah, it was one of those ones that I'm always proud of and always think, how the hell did we get across from that, you know? Yeah, it was, but you know, it was still very special. Right. Still a special experience. Right. We've done, I think, you, you have done a lot of hosting of your own and I, you know, hosted a couple of my own um, last year and even this year, um, not as much, but, um, you know, What's something you're so proud of yourself for? I know the show is called, Are Your Parents Proud of You? But <laughs> I, what's Kelsey proud of for herself? I'm proud of. Wow. Um, you know, is this, are you just talking specifically about like Zooming the movies? They can. I mean, <laughs> just my just, life. <laughs> yeah, let's start with just Zooming the movies. I feel like the life. Okay. Of, yeah, let's start there. Because I'm like, that's like a little bit easier to narrow down. Right. <laughs> like we're being really specific. Like, what are you really proud of from last week? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's I went. Bad. I went to work almost every time I was scheduled to be there. I showed 90% up on time. Of the time. Right. Um, <laughs> um. 
you know, as far as zooming the movies goes, there's a lot I'm proud of, I would say. Um, I've had a lot of like actory breakthrough moments throughout the like last two years in the process of doing zooming the movies. Like I always tell the story of like doing the notebook was the first time I actually figured out how to like legitimately cry while in the middle of a scene because I had to do it for about 45 minutes straight. Wait, was there training before? Like, did you, or did you just sort of figure it out? How did you do that? I think there was just like most actors have mental blocks for certain right. things. I think there was a mental block and just something happened in the reading and the reading was real. So it was so lovely and everybody was so lovely and everybody was so present. Right. And the script is so well written, it just became impossible not to be present. And I feel like I just crashed through the hurdle. And I remember like, I felt the first tears fall and I was like, it's happening. <laughs> and you're smiling like, all at the same time. <laughs> I don't know why it's happening, but it's finally happening and it's live. <laughs> it's like, ah, ha, 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 I've done it. <laughs> they all think I'm so amazing now. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember when I did the movie Birdman and that was scheduled and that got pushed up at the last minute because of some other conflict. And like it went from July to May and the whole thing got put together in about six days, which usually for me, that's like, that never happens because usually I take my sweet ass time when it comes to the scripts. But we got that whole thing down and then we gender bend it and then everyone who I like the top picks all said yes and you know it was one of those like no one I didn't know this could actually work and um and I think it's a confidence builder I don't know about you but I think I just sort of built confidence of like oh I can really I can produce and edit these little projects and I can more more capable of things I can do you know oh definitely it's it's definitely a confidence builder for sure Mm -hmm. or a shatterer depending on what happens but, yeah, you know. <laughs> have, there been, have there been any at the end you're like well that sucked or because of me or there are some times where I end it thinking that I was just I was just like a dead fish and I was just like flat as fuck and I don't know right but then people will be like that was your best performance yet and I'm like are really? you lying to me <laughs> I'm pretty sure I phoned it in hard and I couldn't figure out how to stop. <laughs> there has been several that I will admit I have just was like, I'm here and I'm doing this as a favor and I want to go to bed. We're doing it. I'm doing the best I can, but I can't quite figure out, can't quite figure out who I am. Right. Today. I don't know what this is. Yeah. I, I stick to the old, the old trade of you. I read the script the moment of. Because there was a couple, if I'm really, if I'm really wanted, like try, I will read the script and there, and, and you can tell which ones, if you really just want to watch them, um, you can tell which ones I've actually tried in. And there's several, I will not say here uh, when we're recording, which ones I have phoned in for. <laughs> That's probably fair. You're going to uh, protect yourself. <laughs> I want to, I want to protect my credibility though as an actor. Um, I never phoned it in. Yeah, I never put it in. I'm a professional. Yeah, I love the crap. Look at all those scripts behind my back, you know? Uh, Granny number three, I've worked on for a week. Pilot number one? Ah, I was born to play pilot number one. That's like when I did the Addams Family and the musical when, you know, they have the whole ancestry ensemble. I played uh, one of the ancestors. Who did you play? Let's stop the presses. <laughs> I played the flapper ancestor. Okay. Did you give yourself a whole background and everything? 
I did. It's been a few years, so I don't remember all of it. But like, we had, you know, as the ancestor ensemble, we had plenty of like free time to really talk about like who we who we were when we were alive, <laughs> and how we related to each other. I'm like, well, we're ancestors, so we're all related. So we we're like figuring out who was who, grandma. <laughs> like, <we're> like, <laughs> you have a name. Um, I probably did. I don't remember. Ah. Um, but we definitely were like trying to determine. I think like I decided I was like the great grandma. I was like Esther's grandma or something. Okay. <laughs> like we were trying to figure out how old we hypothesized all the like main characters were and then how we would have to be related to them based on like our costumes. I was like, well, I'm from the 20s. So right. I was because I was like the most recent. I was like, so I'm somebody's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I think and I was, so I need to like be and so I do we pay extra attention to some of the characters on stage I'm like no I think I'm more directly related to them so I'm gonna care a little bit more and so I'm gonna <laughs> we have a lot of free time you copy like the other actor and it's like oh wait I'm mirroring you we must be family yes I was I was the soldier and I said I was Jefferson Steel Fletch and I died by tripping on a stick <laughs> Just wanted to go with something really, really stupid. Yeah. But That's, I mean, depending on what war you were from, you probably did die from something pretty stupid, at least by today's probably. standards. You I probably, probably did. You probably yeah. caught a cold. <laughs> oh. You got a paper cut. <laughs> got a paper cut. Uh, I tripped, uh, I skidded my hand, uh, or my hand, my hand on a tree. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, bad, bad background choice. Anyway, uh, so speaking of uh, choices and character, uh, let's talk about young Kelsey. Uh, I know, right? So you grew up in Indiana. What were you like as a child? I did. Uh, probably insufferable. Um, <laughs> That's a great way to start. I mean, I was insufferable probably by a lot of people's standards that aren't mine, but um, I was always very artsy and very theatrical, as if you will. Um, so I was insufferable to most other children as as they were to me right <laughs> i found them all unbelievably just obtuse and just the worst i always say i'm like i've hated kids ever since i was one <laughs> you and half of like any adult probably yeah. Ooh, i have a lovely i have a lovely frozen frame there okay great <laughs> we're screenshot that for later oh great yeah. very happy about that um no, but I was definitely, um, as my mom would say, an old soul. Like, I preferred the company of adults because what they talked about was interesting and not stupid. Right. And and adults can hide their cruelty in a way children are incapable of. So I found their company far more easy uh, <laughs> than kids because I thought kids were the worst. They were mean and their friendship was fickle. So I was always, I pretty much lived in my head in like the fantasy of future, of like right. one day of being an adult, one day of showing them all, you know, like, <laughs> I'll show you all you bitches exactly what you missed out on. Um, and I think I've done that. <laughs> Were your parents very like into the arts or like, what do you think you got this, these fantasies from? I mean, in their own way, my parents are definitely artistic, though none, neither of them pursued it um, or would maybe even really on the surface classify themselves that way. It's almost the sort of thing you have to dig for before you realize, no, you, you are both like creative people. Um, 
because my dad designs and builds custom furniture, which is obviously very, cool. very creative. Yeah. Um, and my mom did some theater and she would like paint um, when she was younger. And, but it was all more like free time hobby stuff. So it definitely wasn't something that like I was completely surrounded by. Um, but I remember the moment I realized I was meant for <laughs> a more theatrical life. What was it? I was, I want to say eight years old. I was listening to, in the living room of my parents' house, the cassette tape of Britney Spears's oh boy. first album, Baby One More Time. Yeah. And just dancing around my living room, just really living my best life, <laughs> discovering this 90s pop music. And I, there was a moment where my, something clicked in my brain and I had like this little kid having this like earth shattering revelation of, oh my God, this is her job. I want that. And pretty quickly I realized a uh, future as a pop star was probably not the most realistic yeah. or necessarily something that would be very, <laughs> very easy to go into. <laughs> So I naturally went for the much easier one, which yeah. was as an actor. <laughs> but I then I, I just I don't I immersed myself in all things that I considered elevated art, which to a little kid like lots of things. So I would, was watching all of these classic films and just like studying them and mm-hmm. memorizing them and being like, I'm gonna do that, mm-hmm. and just like living in the fantasy world of like, you know, you're the you are the star of the movie of your life. Like that is where I lived a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> and my parents were very confused by it if we're being honest it didn't make much sense to them right at all just because Um, like is what was it then i mean they're just they had never really been (laughs) in close proximity to somebody so dramatic i don't think and they're not really sure where it came from and they're like we don't know where this this passion came from it's probably a phase kids have weird phases they go through things did you have siblings I do, yeah. An older sister and a younger brother. Were they involved in the arts, or they were, they all, or were they also confused by what Kelsey's doing? <laughs> I've never really asked them if they were confused by it. Um, <laughs> my sister probably was, being older, mm-hmm. but my brother didn't know any better. That's all he's ever known. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like that's how Kelsey is. Um, I only ask is like you know when I do, I whenever I would get like uh, reunited with my family, my brother, my younger, I'm the oldest of four. My brother would be such an ass and tell me about all the shows that he's seen me do and be so confused by it and like do like really run down impressions uh (laughs) so like i'll give you an example like when i did the miracle worker in high school and if you know that play you know that that first scene is when they i played the father and they both you know discover that helen uh couldn't hear and was playing was deaf but so he the father has the line of just yelling the name helen Mm-hmm. And this is so, and this is probably high school, but I would practice those lines in the shower in the morning. Sure, sure. And my mom would just be in the hallway, and she was here, and you hear me yell, "Helen!" <laughs> so, like, anytime they were like bring up my career, they're like, "We know you did that." Oh my god! Still? No, they were still bringing that up. Like, <laughs> I love the play, and I love that show. Uh, well, I admit that me yelling the word "Helen" was a little much. Yeah, yeah, but. I'm not, I'm proud of the choice I made. 
it's like I do feel like my siblings are a little bit more like my parents like they're both like creative and artistic in their own right though it's not something that they must do to survive you know it's not breathing in and breathing out um so I don't really know where I came from I have like reason to believe I did come from these people and I wasn't like I didn't like Clark Kent my way into their life like on an asteroid or something yeah but but they eventually were like okay this isn't a phase <laughs> I feel yeah. like it was I feel like it wasn't until I was like a teenager where they were I was like just this say, is do, just... they, do you remember when they were first like oh yeah no this makes this. I honestly think it was when I finally got to do a show and they got to see me perf- like actually perform, not just be pretty theatrical around the house, performing yeah. around the house. Oh, good. She's out of her final. Yeah. But actually got to see me do it. Um, that they were like, oh, I guess I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. That's cool. It was, a little, it was a while of like, it's not a phase. Do you remember that show? Was It was in high school, you said? <laughs> I... I know the first show I ever did was like some really like off brand like church show. Nice. Oh, we love the Sunday show. <laughs> that was like that was all just like little kids. And right. I remember I played like the only adult because I was tall. <laughs> I was like two and I was two feet taller than all the other as, kids my age. And they're like, tall- you're gonna play the grown-up. <laughs> Yeah, as we tall people will understand that if you are above average height, you will play the adult. Yeah, I still actually struggle with that because I always like to find myself as tall because my whole childhood I was tall. And only recently did somebody like who's almost the same height as me and referred to themselves as short and it really messed with my head. <laughs> How tall are you if you don't mind me asking? I'm 5'8". I would, I would consider that tall. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to like shoot for anything. Like, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty tall. Yeah. And I mean, because like, it really was, I hit five, eight when I was like, this is a complete digression. I hit five, eight in the second grade. Yeah. Which is like seven or eight years old. It's really, it's really fucking tall for a second grader. So, cause I, I always remember that because it was the first year I was taller than my teacher. and there's just like these really funny class photos for several years that are like you know going right along the heads and then just shot straight up to me like like like, it's like the scene in elf when buddy is trying to take the school photo of the kids and all you get is his legs you know exactly it really is exact it wasn't just like a head taller it was like from my boobs up taller like that's where all the other kids were and so it made it pretty impossible to hide were you? Did you ever get the question? Since you are considered tall, like, did you ever do sports? Basketball. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, for many, many years growing up, until I was no longer like the tall girl, until like people passed me. Yeah. And then it was less often. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. It's so weird to like ask a fifth grader, "Are you going to play basketball?" Like, gives a shit. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Right. But that's Indiana for you. Indiana, for some reason, thinks basketball is like really special. Well, go Hoosiers. So sure, why not? <laughs> that's the most. Whatever that, you that's say. That's the most. That's the greatest sports term I ever used uh, in the three and a half years I've been doing this podcast. Is saying, go Hoosiers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. Um, no, I mean it. It definitely is a thing. I don't 
again, I spent the first 22-ish years of my life in Indiana, and I still don't understand the basketball thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, since I've been in L.A., like, sometimes people be like, oh, where are you from? You haven't heard of it. It's a town in Indiana. What is it? And, like, and if I tell them Valparaiso, people who are, like, really into basketball go, of course I know Valparaiso. Like, because, like, the Valparaiso University basketball is, is, like, famous, I guess. Right. Again, I only know this from some random person I met in LA who knew college basketball. I was like, "Oh, it is." I was like, "Do you have a, do you have a sports team right now in LA you have to support, like Lakers, Clippers?" Um, you know what those are. I'm not not to, to be, be frank. I can't be fucked. Like, <laughs> I I couldn't give a shit. Like, I know. Again, give me some credit. I'm like I'm like pulling these names out of my butt because I'm trying to remember yeah. the name. If somebody has free tickets to something and they want to take me and I have nothing else to do, like, may, like maybe I'll go. That could be fun. Like, are they paying? Are, are they paying for parking? Because <laughs> I'm like, I'll go to a thing and like eat hot dogs, and right. like and like fun. yell and yell when other people yell. You know, yeah. camaraderie and all that nonsense. Yeah, boo! Come on, you don't get to boo anymore, right? And hiss. Come on, Come on. <laughs> boo and hiss. Yeah uh so sidetrack sorry this is a very long time that's totally fine um so you do the shows your parents are starting to realize it um did you go to college when you graduated high school or did you just stick around and try to figure life out i did not okay um i always assumed i would go because um society yeah (laughs) and i don't know around my junior year of high school i like had a revelation when i was like trying to like decide where I wanted to go and all this. And I was like starting to like casually look at schools that I was like, they're going to make me like take like more math classes. Like I'm done. I'm done with school though. I thought college was for like career prep. So I'm like, I want to go to an art school where all I do is dance and sing and act all day and like, and learn the things I care about. And they're like, and everybody I talked to was like, that's not what college is. Like, you can do some of that, but you still have to like take a science class and take math. And and I'm like, and I just like had this moment where I was like, I don't actually need a degree for anything I want to do. And I've been waiting since I was eight years old to work. (laughs) So why would I wait another four years and choose to go into debt when I don't need to? Right. So I just like had this kind of like breakthrough. I was like, what if I just like didn't? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that makes sense. Like I remember, in, well, I mean, I went I, when I took this writing and rhetoric class in college. Um, we had the uh, the question was, how do you define um, success? And I was trying to, and I was, you know, I'm 19, so I don't know what success is like. <laughs> but I, I had a good friend at the time where he didn't go to college. He said, forget that. And still lives with his parents at the time, but just does dueling pianos as a job and travels around. That's so fun. And he's like, this is the happiest I've been. I don't need a degree for this. I've been, I love playing music and I get paid for it. And that's all I need. So after I heard that, I'm like, oh, so there is no basic plot, not even plot or map to success. Yeah. Success is just based whatever you think is whatever you want it to be, you know? degree or not like what do you want your life to look like and if you can get close to it then awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that can that vision can keep changing too but it was definitely hard for a lot of people to wrap their minds around even in like like small town middle of nowhere like um 
I remember at my um, open house, like the graduation party, I was so nervous that every single person was going to come up to me and be like, so what are your plans? Because like I'd been hearing it for so long and been getting grief from people for so long when I would tell them, oh, I've decided not to go to college because they'd be like, I have actually, I actually like can quote them. Their response was, but you're so smart. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, luckily I'm going to need my brain for more than four more years. Thank you. Appreciate you. Fuck off right. now. Bye. But um, I had my sister like wrote out like a poster board with my plans and hung it at the entrance of the party. That was like Kelsey's future plans. Don't approach her about it. And it like gave a thing <laughs> that was like, this is what she's passionate about. This is what she's going to do. So like, you don't need to ask her about it. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Were your parents okay with this? Oh yeah. They were always really supportive of it. Um, more so than like random teachers. And I'm like, why are you even that invested? You've got like hundreds of us and you get more every year. Like leave me alone. But they were like, you know, we just want you to be happy. And like if college wouldn't make you happy, then don't go. Yeah. And they all got it. I mean, even like my sister was the one that was just like, you should just like move somewhere else, Kelsey. Like, have you not thought of that? Like you should just leave. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you, I can do that. Cause for the longest time you have, especially when you're in like small town, wherever yeah. you grow up with this like weird sort of completely skewed internal vision of what like Los Angeles or like New York is like that it's like this weird fantasy make-believe land that doesn't really exist. It's it's there, but you have to be taken there. Like you have to be discovered somewhere and like swept off to the land of make-believe. But I'm just, and then I was like, oh wait, yeah, I could just go. I don't have to wait for somebody to find me and give me permission to go. I was like, let's do that. <laughs> That's awesome. I was at my, um, I was at my sister's graduation. She was, she got, she was graduating from grad school last week. Um, and like I said, oldest of four. And I was thinking, and I've been thinking a lot about just the four of us, my siblings and I, of, uh, you know, and I, maybe it's just me just because of how, you know, try to graduate then a pandemic happened and that just, you know, fucked everything up, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have like art school, masters, community college, one of the youngest brothers still in high school. And there are times, and not often, but you, I feel like I stuck out just because of like, well, this is not what, this is not how you make money. You don't go to art school and say, I want to be an actor and, you know, here I am, you know, mm. scrapping the surface. Um, have there ever been parts in your life when like, when, you're, when you thought, what the hell am I doing? I have my siblings here who are probably, maybe not, but I feel like are doing better than me in terms of just life? I don't know if it was ever, I mean, I'm sure everybody's had the, everybody's had the thoughts of like, what am I doing? Yeah. But it was never really a comparative thing with my siblings also, because we are so different and definitely on like very different trajectories, tra trajectories right. words. Um, <laughs> like my sister was always really passionate about fashion and, um, and she's like really content in how she and where she works in retail and in fashion merchandising and all that stuff. Like that's I like, she's really happy with that. Even though she like had some interest in art and she did some of it like growing up and in high school and college. Right. But 
there's not really a competitiveness in that. And my brother is pursuing professional baseball. So, and I'm like, ah, sport. Cool. Um, yeah, Hoosiers. Yay, sports. Yeah, right. So it's really like, I don't even, it doesn't really enter my thought process. Like, oh, I'm not doing as well as them. Because, and if it did, it's pretty easy to like go away with like, yeah, my sister owns a home, but it's in Indiana. Like, it's not the same as the fact that I don't own a home in California. Like, yeah. these are not the same. Um, like, that's great for you, but I don't want to live in Indiana. So it's not really like comparable, you know. Um, and I've I've gotten really comfortable with the feeling of I would rather be like scraping by while still going after like what lives inside of me, like what I'm, what I must do and who I like have to be, then be like really comfortable and unhappy and like unfulfilled on like a soul level, you know, like, like I'd almost rather be homeless in Los Angeles than like a homeowner in Indiana and like no shade on Indiana, but like, I can't do what I want to do there. Like I could, I could have a nicer home, but I couldn't be making movies, you know? Yeah, for sure. How young were you when you went to California? Was this just right out of high school? No, I did work for a few years um, and did community theater. And um, that's not, not, and community theater is great. Yeah, it is. And honestly, the, the, in, in Valpo, um, there's a, a great community theater scene and there's even in like local and like surrounding towns, there's a lot of really nice community theaters. And so I, and also I think I was t still too like young in so many ways to really like, be like, let's just get on a plane and right. go do what I want. And with no money, um, but I worked at a movie theater for several years. So that was almost my like, oh, I can, I can be here with the movies and I can, I can live in the movies all day long. And then at night I'm going to go do shows. And, and that was, and it was fulfilling enough for a while. Um, but I was 22. No, that's not right. Something around there. I was 21 when I first came to LA for like four months with just like living off my savings to be like, I'm just going to, gonna see if I even like it because if I hate it then why would I want to commit to living out here and I ran out of money <laughs> and had to go back home for a year and that year I realized how much it didn't matter and I had to be back in LA because I came home being like okay I'm gonna I, I'm out of money I have this other commitment back in Indiana like for the summer so I'm going to go home and I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to raise and I'm going to save money and then I'm going to come back. Yeah. And I worked like two jobs, mm -hmm. couldn't save any money because minimum wage was and probably still is so unbelievably terrible out there. Probably. Yeah. And I like couldn't I could I couldn't save more than like 20 bucks a month, like with huh. my bills, like the money I was making, like was essentially like paying for my car payment and then there was like nothing left over yeah and after about a year I was like it doesn't matter I and that's the moment I had I go I would rather be homeless in Los Angeles than stay yeah. because I'm like my spirit's dying here like there's nothing I I knew I couldn't be happy there and so I was just like 
like fuck it and i just like started reaching out to people who i thought might have rooms i could crash in yeah so what you and, so you went there so you went there and back so you went to LA yeah. for a while wow so how, and how long were you there the first time four months wow just as like a trial just to trial. see if I even even if I liked the city at all and because it's like oh maybe if I hate it maybe I'll try New York who knows but I kind of knew this was where I was gonna be yeah <laughs> I'm a creature oh of the sun <laughs> did your parents have any doubt when you came back I don't know um if they did, it was pretty quickly squashed. Like at that point, like in my early twenties, they, they had really gotten to the point where they're like, we know you, you can't stay here. You will not be happy here. Like yeah. we can see how miserable you already are. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I wouldn't be content just like doing like one to two community theater shows for the rest of my life. And then just having some job. Yeah. And being yeah. like, this is just what my life looks like. I, I, whenever I go home and my parents have to, I make my parents drive me back to Chicago because I don't want to go on a train. Um, my mom, I made my mom drive me back last week. And I love my mom. Every time I'm with her, she gives me, she likes to give me the reality talk. Like, Uh-oh. I know, not like it's just the right career. It's just more like, you don't seem happy. Do you like coming here? Do you like your apartment? Do you like Chicago? She's like, I always feel like you're not happy. I'm like, well, mom, I'm not, I'm not at my place right now. Trust me, I love you. I love you and dad so much. I can even tolerate the siblings, but like, this is not for me. I can't be in suburbia, you know? Where do they live? They live in Gray's Lake, so it's about 40 minutes up north. Okay, so it's not too far. Yeah, I, my last birthday last year, it was my first birthday where I wasn't living in Grace Lake and I came home during the weekend, not even on my birthday, um, just on over the weekend because on my birthday is near the 4th of July. So I had like a couple days off. So I come to Grace Lake and my mom goes, here, go upstairs to your old room, go unpack. I was like, okay, great. And their birthday gift for me was a new bed in my old bedroom. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you trying <laughs> to like? Pointed. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what What kind of sign are you trying to tell me right now? I'm not staying here more often. I have my own bed, thank you. Um, and they're like, but just whenever you feel like coming home, there's a new bed just for you. I'm like, okay, AKA, <laughs> you're going to be using it more than me when I'm not there, you know? <laughs> like, this will make a great guest room for all your right it's a a great guest bedroom now i've been of course i've been there back uh more often and it's a fine bed not gonna lie (laughs) seven out of ten in terms of my beds (laughs) but damn when i come back here and i'm in my old mattress it doesn't be doesn't be that you know you just lay in bed you go ah my house (laughs) right like my first time moving in I was like so scared and like upset I'm like oh this is gonna feel weird and then like I went I slept in my new bed and then I was there until like 10 in the morning the next day just slept in I'm like oh no we'll be fine this is a good bed amazing right so prefer to crappy bed in my own house thank you (laughs) right I I still would prefer to crash on the couch I still have to you know but uh you know how close were you to um homelessness if you don't mind me asking but i'm just curious like did that ever ever happen Um, 
there were brief periods of time where I think it was something I was really, I was more actively like scared of. Yeah. Where I would like, it, it was always kind of a joke. There was a period of time where it was a joke I made more often um, because I was kind of um, living at the, at the goodwill of friends. Yeah. Who were like, yeah, you can stay here for a while and just like give me a little bit of money to help with the rent. And like, well, I really hope they don't like kick me out. <laughs> right. Because then I'll have to figure something else out. Yeah. I mean, there were a handful of times I slept in my car, but it was really more of convenience yeah. slash or if I like really, really didn't want to have to interact with my roommate. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily like I had to. Right. It's like you ever see uh what's the movie Francis Ha? No, I haven't actually. Oh, you should. I that is up your alley. It's a uh, Noah Baumbach and uh, Greta Gerwig collaboration. Early, early, early. Um, highly recommend it. I think it's on Netflix. Hour and a half. It's kind of it's all about this. Uh, I think she's a dancer. Don't quote me. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it, and it's just her like you know trying to figure herself out in life um and so like she was given this new position it's not what she wanted and then you know all of a sudden her she gets kicked out of her apartment now she's sleeping on friends couches at one point she takes a visa and goes to paris for a weekend just to get a, just to have a bed to stay at um i can't relate to that <laughs> well i don't think anyone can relate to that but you know just, i'm just oh i just really need somewhere to stay i'm gonna go to paris for a week isn't that how Emily in Paris works? I haven't seen it. Um, so no, she gets a job. She goes gets a job. I, I'm sorry for I am sorry for calling out Emily in Paris. You know, I say will. what you will. I think that show is adorable. I've heard nothing but good things about. It. So also that uh, what was that Peyton Manning speech he did on SNL was you ever seen that? I did not. Oh, I have been out of the SNL loop for so many a year now. Go ahead when you when you were when we're done with this. Watch the four minute clip. It's like, it's from like this past January and they're like, so Peyton, what do you think of the uh, NFL playoffs? He's like, well, they're good and all, but the game got delayed. So I started to watch season two of Emily in Paris. And he goes <laughs> on this four minute rant about how good it is. And then at the end he goes, and they ask him, so you've seen season one? And he goes, there's a season one. And he's, <laughs> it's so, it's so stupid, but. Uh, <laughs> it sounds pretty stupid. <laughs> it's really stupid. Like, it's just a joke of an athlete talking about Emily in Paris. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's great, but enough about that. Uh, so uh, uh, give me, uh, I'm just curious, uh, what is one thing that um, people don't give, don't give LA enough credit for? And then what's something that LA gets too much credit for? Uh, maybe just in terms of living and in the entertainment industry, right. you know? Hmm. Well, you know, I do hear people shit talking LA sometimes. Actually, I had this conversation with somebody earlier today about um, I do get really defensive when people just like shit on it because um, right. it's usually people who like don't live here too. Yeah. And or if they do live here, I kind of want to be like, well, it's not for everybody, so if you don't like it, get out. Get out of here. <laughs> like we got plenty of cars and plenty of people. <laughs> like we don't need just shitting on it. Um, I really don't think it gets enough credit for how really beautiful it is even from a nature perspective yeah like people tend to lump like all kind of cities together and as this kind of like i don't know to, to quote like my grandparents like this godless wasteland sort of thing that's just 
just all buildings and heathens and whatnot but it's there's so much unbelievably beautiful landscape that's like so close like you don't have to like drive really far to get to it either yeah and just like amazing um parks and, and not not like little playgrounds but like huge like like almost I don't know if you call it national parks. I'm losing the word, but these like beautiful places that you can just like spend the day and hike and waterfalls and rolling hills and really just like unbelievably beautiful landscape that when you're not here, like nobody really talks about that. Right. Or just like, oh, you're going to Hollyweird. Hollywood, <laughs> we like to call it. Oh, oh, I haven't heard that one. Um, <laughs> Or even just like the sense of community. Like a lot of times people, for some reason, stereotype LA as being like full of really fake people. And granted, those people are here, just like they're yeah. everywhere. Um, that's what someone asked. Cause I asked someone um, who he lives in New York and I asked, and he's done stuff in uh, Chicago, New York and LA. And I said, can you, can you contrast, like, can you compare the three? And he's like, well, New York is a lot of fuck yous. And it's LA is a lot of people pretending to say fuck you, but they're not really saying fuck you, you know? I mean, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I mean, I've met my share of fake people and I've met my share of people who want you to believe they're important. And if there right. is anything I have learned is that people who are important don't need you to know it. <laughs> yeah. And people who need you to know it are nowhere near as important as they want you to think. Um, but I've also like made so many incredible relationships, like really genuine ones um, and found a lot of community in a lot of different places. So I feel like it's not someplace you're just going to have to like, oh, I got to go like get a spray tan and yeah. dye my hair blonde and work out all the time. And I just meet people at the gym and we have these like <laughs> weird surface relationships. I mean, I met my husband out here um, and he's born and raised here. Mm-hmm. so I mean it's just it's a place like any other place yeah although I do th- it, it there's just a lot more to do than some places <laughs> that's awesome um we are coming up on time but I, I can't I I will not end this without asking you about you as a filmmaker um and just the passion and you know you know, we both have friends who have worked with you as a filmmaker um whether it's where you are, you know, you've come stuff, done stuff here. Um, you know, what drives you as a filmmaker and what's something you're most proud of? Uh, if we had to go back to this question of what you're most proud of uh, from the beginning of this, um, what you're most proud of as a filmmaker? You know, I am really proud of how I can kind of take a lot of my own baggage and turn it into something very freeing. Yeah and um and freeing for other people um a few years ago I kind of ventured into making like my first kind of bigger budget project um because I felt like it's what started as um a letter I was writing to that I was never gonna send you know one of those where you're just like write them a letter and then throw it away and it'll help you heal from like whatever kind of toxic relationship you're dealing with Um, I started writing this letter to try to like say goodbye to a bad friend essentially and it slowly started evolving and evolving into this script that I 
ended up feeling so good about that I felt like I had to make it. And it just kind of became this like therapy piece where I'm like, I'm making this because I'm not brave enough to actually have this conversation. But in making this, I think I can set myself free and maybe other people who've been in similar situations and being at screenings like all over um, and hearing feedback from audience members who are like emotional after the fact and being like, I related so much to this. Like I've never seen anybody say this before and it really like had a big impact has really meant so much. Um, and. Cause it's you, cause you're the one, like you're yeah. the one who did that. Like I, yeah. can't, <laughs> I can't tell you like the last time I done a show and you're, and I can see in the audience, like how they're reacting. It's like, Oh crap. That's because of me. Like I did that to them. And that is such a weird and good feeling to know that I, we took them on, you know, this weird little journey, you know? No, absolutely. And even, and just getting to feeling like your pain helped heal somebody else. Yeah. So impactful. And it really did kind of, I mean, I've been writing for a long time and like, I wrote like two seasons of a web series several years ago. And then I was like, I really want to be focusing on like trying to write bigger and bigger stuff. And so this was kind of like my first um, attempt at that. And it went so well and seeing, um, seeing like the emotional impact on audiences was, it really meant the world and it really made me want to keep doing it. And I'm like, I really want to tell stories that, come from much deeper place that come from like some like universal truths that maybe aren't always talked about either yeah and whether they're done in fantastical ways or like like I have like a horror script I worked on but it's like it is all at all based on very real stuff and maybe stuff that isn't always talked about and stuff that isn't always pretty right but um I mean as a filmmaker that's really what drives me is like telling these really like raw honest stories that don't pull any punches yeah they're like whatever the genre like it can be anything like i just did like a rom-com but it filled with like universal truths and these kind of and just like really brutally honest moments that i want to make people uncomfortable yeah but it's a good kind of discomfort it's the kind of discomfort that makes you question yourself like why am i uncomfortable about that like what does that say about me that that makes me uncomfortable and and just like being like brutally honest. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of time, we have some time for a game. Uh, it's called Time for Two. Two minutes on the clock, two minutes of random icebreaker questions. There is no right, there is no wrong. I am just curious to see what your uh, opinion is on everything. So, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> all right here we go in three two one go karaoke song of choice all that jazz from chicago dogs or cats cats do you play any instruments i can fake guitar for about 30 seconds and i can sort of do piano <laughs> are you good at cooking yes fruits or veggies fruits Favorite kind of grandma's cookies? Ooh. That's hard. Uh, chocolate chunk. Favorite celebrity Chris? Oh, oh, Chris. I think it's a cross. Um, 
Hemsworth. Are you a listener or a talker? Both. Did Han Solo shoot first? Cats. <laughs> uh, is there a role you wish you've gotten? Um, it's still my dream to play Buffy if they ever reboot it. <laughs> Favorite article of clothing? Sweatpants. How much malarkey is a bunch of malarkey? Uh, seven bushels. <laughs> Earth, wind, or fire? Fire. What would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? <laughs> Your face was great. That was great. Uh, <laughs> a butterfly. <laughs> you think a hot dog is a sandwich? No. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Everyone. Describe your life using one word. Passionate. Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? Yes. How many likes does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? 1,713. Hey, <laughs> that's how we play Type of Two. <laughs> Oh, uh, that was great. Uh, Kelsey, before we go, my last, last, for sure, last question uh, will be, are your parents proud of you? Yes, I believe they are. I would agree. <laughs> Kelsey, I feel like we've gotten closer in this last hour. So thank you for coming on. This was lovely. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. My thanks to Kelsey for coming on to the show. And folks, you know what to do. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us, parentsproudpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, it's a big one. Next week is our season four finale. Isn't that crazy? A whole year of this. Where has the time gone? Uh, we're going to have some surprises. We're going to have some guests. And, we're of course, we're going to have fun. I'm Matt Schufreder. We'll see you next time. Bye.